This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, welcome back. Homestretch here on a Tuesday. Silver and black uh, today edition of our Odyssey original podcast. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe if you have not already done so. Turn on auto download. Same on YouTube. Hit subscriptions and notifications. Thanks for being with us. You can find us anywhere you get your podcasts. Uh, so thanks again for doing that. All right. Well, it's been a good week, Raider Nation. Sunday you win. You get to you got to roll into work yesterday on Monday feeling pretty good about yourself, especially if you work with any Broncos fans. Um, and, of course, uh, you saw what happened with the Chargers. Pretty crazy. That game on Sunday night was pretty good. Uh, but nonetheless, here we are, and we are talking about Raiders football. And uh, just a reminder, tomorrow we'll have our mailbag show. And on Thursday, Thanksgiving, yes, we will give you a feast of Raiders football. Mo Moten and myself back for our normal Thursday edition of the show. So please join us as well. And also a big thanks out to all of you who I know will be working on Thanksgiving. Yes, a lot of the retail stores finally got their wits about them and have closed uh, so that people can be with their families. But I do know uh, my wife's family worked in Las Vegas in casinos her entire life, had to work all sorts of holidays. And so I know firsthand how that is for families. So all of you in the service industry, medical industry, first responders, all the folks that are out there that are going to be working on Thanksgiving, I just want to say thank you for all you do, and we appreciate you and your efforts, and hopefully you will have the time on Wednesday or Friday to celebrate uh, Thanksgiving with your family. My favorite holiday, by the way. It's just such an American holiday, uh, and I love it, and it means a lot to me. Uh, my birthday's also right around it, so it kind of makes it cool. But uh, we appreciate it and hope you guys have a great Thanksgiving. But we will be back and talk to you on Thanksgiving, so we'll talk to you then as well. All right, for this final segment, I just want to address a little bit of, listen, I've been hard on Josh McDaniels. All of you have been with good reason. This team has come out flat. He's been outcoached. 
the 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 loss of huge leads, the 17 to nothing leads, going back to the Arizona game, all of these things have to be at the feet of Josh McDaniels. He is the head coach. The buck stops there. So this past week, after the loss to Jeff Saturday, which was the ultimate loss, right? If you're an NFL coach, especially people already down on you and on the teams, calling it the most disappointing team of the, of the season. But the national narrative blasted. I mean, full blast. Even on our own network here in Odyssey, you saw the extra bonus episodes of other podcasts. They sweep, they sweep into our feed, uh, NFL podcasts. People saying Josh McDaniels is awful. He's terrible. He should be fired. Mark Davis is an idiot for hiring him. He has no business being a head coach. And that comes, too, from people who are very qualified, who I trust, who have said, look, I don't know if he's the right guy to coach a team. He's a great offensive coordinator, kind of the Norv Turner type where he's brilliant at offense, but he's not the kind of guy who runs the organization because you, you have to be a CEO as a head coach. So that was the national narrative. It still is. I mean, the win over the Broncos is not going to change that for the near term. But is he going to earn some more respect? Because at least for people in the know, if you just watch football casually or you're just a, a fan and you just watch the games and that's it for you, fine. But if you look back at the film, as I did, and the adjustments they made second half, but more so the fourth quarter, it really was good. And, and listen, Josh McDaniels has a long way to go to prove himself with this team. And he's going to get that chance. He's not going to get fired. No matter what anybody says, I don't care if you're Rich Eisen, whoever, you're not get, he's not getting fired. So you look at that and you say, okay, you saw him. Just like we talked about earlier in the rest of the show, the team needed positive momentum. They needed to take steps forward to show that they were progressing. Because all we've seen is regression before. So when it came to the coaching, two things. Let's start on the defense. Patrick Graham's system, complex, blah, blah, blah. I saw progress there. Baby step. But a big baby step. The way the defense, as we said at the beginning of the show, turned this game around at the end of the first half. Absolutely did. No question. So Patrick Graham did better. He's using his players better. They're getting more familiar with the system. Unfortunately, it's just taken 10 games. So you have that. Then you look on the offensive side of the ball. And here's the thing. What happened on the last play to Devontae Adams? He was wide. How did he get wide open? Did somebody fall down? No. What happened was Denver had seen that route throughout the whole game. The difference was they sent another receiver a different way, put a wrinkle in it. And that freed up Adams because Sertan bit on the upside on the top side up high. That left Devontae Adams wide open for the game-winning touchdown. And again, I'm going to play Devontae Adams now because he talks about it in this clip and says something very specific there. And this, this, this is coaching. Yes, it's the receiver. Don't get me wrong. Devontae Adams still has to sell it. But this is coaching. Here's Devontae Adams. Um, just, just selling. I mean, a lot of... Route running is really just about, um, you know, the sameness within each route. You know, if they see something that was very similar. Um, so I try to give a look that basically, um, you know, that's why he ended up diving over the top the way that he did. He thought he was on top of the, you know, he thought he had a, a jump on it, basically. And, uh, you know, based off of what I'd seen earlier, I mentioned the coach, I think we could be able to do this and, you know, um, you know, obviously not force anything, but if, if it presents itself, we, we'd have a home run. And sure enough, as soon as I go inside, he, he starts you know, flying over the top. And um, as soon as I saw him go, I just said, please, God, 
give that man some time back there, a little, little bit of time. I don't need much right now, but a little bit of time. And as soon as I looked, I saw the ball go up, and it was a touchdown. I love that. Just give the man a bit of time, Derek Carr, of course. And he got just enough time, if you've seen the clip. Uh, but important designation there was he talked about route running and how you do it and how he's got to sell it, no question. But what happened? He They ran that route all game. Sometimes he was double teamed, sometimes no. But what happened is coaching, they made a different call knowing that Adams would run the same route that the defense and Patrick Sertan had seen all game. But they brought the other receiver on the other side, I think it was Mac Hollins, because they figured, well, if he bites, then that's going to leave Devontae Adams because they thought the play was going there. So he goes there and frees him up. So Josh McDaniels, Deserves credit. That is exactly what you would expect from him and what he did in, in, in uh, New England. But that's coaching. It's it, Yes, it's great receiving. It's great route running by Adams to make sure the defensive back is buying what he's selling. But at the same time, you got to give McDaniels credit. You got to. Because at that at the biggest moment of the game, he called the right play. Now, you could say, well, even a squirrel finds a nut now and then, a blind squirrel, that is. But in this case, again, the fourth quarter, that drive, the drive previous to it, to get the field goal to tie the game was better. Now, all these, these screen plays at, uh, or the run plays on third and 29, those drove me nuts in the first half. I was, I was livid just watching. I was like, why are you doing? And I saw a lot of you saying the same thing. But again, you got to give credit where credit is due. And Josh McDaniels in the fourth quarter, to me, really called his best offensive schemes of the season. And that's why I say you, you piece together what I talked about in the first segment on the, on the defense. Piece together what I said in the second segment on Derek Carr and the offense. And make no bones about it, the NFL is a quarterback league. Your quarterback has to play at a very high level if you're going to win football games. Ask the New York Jets. Whew, tough one, right? That's why you're seeing Jet fans now tweeting out pictures of Photoshop Derek Carr in a Jets jersey. Oh, crazy times we live in. So, again, that and then coaching the third piece. That's why I structured the show the way I did it today. Defense, offense, coaching. Now, again, Everything perfect? No, no. Long way to go. But is it a breakthrough? It, have they turned the corner? Perhaps. I think they have for now. Now, Sunday, it all starts anew. Sunday, they're in Seattle. Not an easy place to play. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. They're going to have to go there and win. And I want to see the same thing we saw against Denver. Even if they somehow happen to lose a close one. If they do what they did in Denver, 
then again, it's pop progress. But you saw the, the jubilation in that locker room afterwards, that video that was circulating online from the Raiders. That's because you put in all the hard work. And I know you guys have all been in there. No matter what you do for a living or if you're in school, you study really hard and you, you fail a test, you get a C on a test, you get a D on a test, and then you have a breakthrough and you succeed and it changes your whole perspective. Same thing in sports or in business. You might be at your job, working hard, working hard, not recognized, not recognized, not getting the promotion, not getting the bonus. And then suddenly it breaks through and you're like, oh, it was all worth it. It really sucked last time. But right now I'm starting to see the fruits of my labor. And that's where the Raiders are at. And all you can hope for and wish for is that they can continue and carry that momentum forward against the Seahawks. If they do that against the Seahawks, then you really can start to see things change. Could the Raiders whittle off three or four wins in a row? They could. We'll have to see. I'm not getting there yet myself, but if they can go to Seattle, take care of business, then suddenly I think you're in a much better place, okay? So that's what I would say you take away from this game. I think there has been a corner turned in the locker room for those players it looks as though, jury out a little bit, that that happened too with Josh McDaniels late in that game. Sometimes a singular moment or a singular situation can change the perspectives of both parties. Maybe the coaching player trust issue has now started to gel and has started to change. And so this team was able to perform at a high stress, in this high stress environment at the right moment towards the end of the game. Maybe that's what we saw. If that's what we saw then watch out. That's a great thing. And I think that that's what you have to look for as the Raiders prepare for their next game. But I just, you know, again, no game is perfect. It's for fans. I know out there it's emotional, not as emotional for me, but I see you tweeting during the games where it's like from heaven to hell in like two minutes. And I get it. Hey, that's why you guys are so passionate and that's cool. But uh, I really believe that, that there was a breakthrough with this team. Now, hopefully they don't prove me wrong. <laughs> next week in Seattle coming up on Sunday. But last Sunday, it was a good one, and you guys should have enjoyed it. So uh, it's all good, but but uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But all of you out there should, should at least find some solace in the fact that this team appears it's headed in the right direction. This could be the corner that was turned, as I said before. All right, well, that's going to wrap it up for this Tuesday edition of Silver and Black Today. Remember, we do a post-game show, live post-game show. You can also listen to it. Uh, on Monday morning uh, in audio, whether you're taking the train or driving to work in the morning. If you don't catch us live on Sunday night, you can do that. But then we also publish Tuesday, this show, and then Wednesday, our mailbag show, where you write in questions to mail at silverandblacktoday.com, mail at silverandblacktoday.com. If you have questions or comments, uh, we Mo and I take those. We make a show out of it on Wednesday, give you a voice and answer your questions. Always a great time. We love doing that. And then Thursday, we have our show kind of focuses on the news of the week, but also looking forward to the game ahead, which again is against the Seattle Seahawks. So we'll do that on Thursday for your Thanksgiving day. You will have a brand new episode as well. Uh, for my co-host, Mo Moten, who'll be back on Thursday. We appreciate you being with us. I am Scott Branson. Uh, please follow me on Twitter at LV Gully. Also the show at SNB Today. Make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, thank you again uh, for listening to Silver and Black today, an Odyssey original podcast. Have a great week. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Take care.